0: Welcome to an interview edition of the Legal Current podcast. Here's Leonard Lee.
1: One of the hottest topics of technologies these days is NFTs, non-fungible tokens, Forget cryptocurrency and metaverse, that is so last year. But what is an NFT, and what are the, some of the legal implications if a business or other organization is seeking to set up their own NFT marketplace? Joining us today is Louis Lao, business and technology partner with Foley & Lardner LLP in Silicon Valley. Louis, thanks so much for joining us today.
0: Thanks for having me, Leonard. And what we're seeing is that as uh, new businesses uh, look to Monetize their products, uh, they're looking at non fungible tokens as a new revenue stream uh, for that business and a new way to expand in the market. And if you're going to have an NFT, you're going to need a, an NFT marketplace, uh, whether you host it yourself or you contract with a third party. And we at Foley and Lardner have built an NFT task force uh, of multidisciplinary lawyers. Uh, who can help businesses really think through how to do this from A to Z from what I call garage to global and Leonard th- that starts with who owns the uh, non-fungible token and who has the right to monetize it and so if it's a if it's a piece of music if it's a if it's a video recording of an NBA uh, basketball game if it's a, a painting the rights to the intellectual property behind, that non-fungible token are, are the first thing that need to be secured. And, uh, I thought that was a good place to start our conversation, Leonard, and thank you so much for having me on your show.
1: I think this will be of interest to many people, but let's back up a bit. As I sort of mentioned off the top, most of us have heard something about NFTs or non-fungible tokens, but may not know beyond that, you know, hey, we heard that an NFT of a cat meme sold for several million dollars. Let's let's back up and then sort of set the ground rules. Can you briefly define for us what a, an NFT or a non-fungible token
0: is? It's using blockchain technology, uh, a non-fungible token is uh, is an item of media that's minted to document digital ownership of an underlying physical or digital asset. And it constitutes a unique certificate of authenticity. Now the blockchain provides protection and transferability, which is enabled by di- distributed ledger technology, Leonard. Um, and NFTs can represent anything from tweets to real estate to a, a cat meme, as you as you pointed out. Ultimately, they're digital collectibles. They're different from other blockchain-based assets like Bitcoin or Ether or stable coins uh, because those assets are identical, interchangeable, and ultimately fungible, like a dollar bill. Um, an NFT represents a non-fungible dollar uh, Divisible and transferable piece of ownership and a distinct asset. So while many ish- NFTs are issued on the Ethereum blockchain or the Solana blockchain, new NFT based protocols are being launched independently of, of those more extensive networks. And NFT marketplaces are mushrooming to process purchases and sales of assets and to enable peer to peer transactions, Leonard.
1: So now that we've established, you know, what a non-fungible token is, and, and certainly many people and businesses out there are creating NFTs, you know, transacting in them, who or what sort of a, a business or entity is likely to be involved then in establishing an NFT marketplace?
0: Well, you know, we at Foley and Lardner have helped uh, content creators uh, and and media properties uh, all over the ecosystem come to the NFT marketplace uh, to monetize. And so uh, we help the Milwaukee Bucks and the Utah Jazz and and several sports franchises uh, bring uh, items of of unique content to the NFT world and and monetize those. Uh, We've helped um, artists, we've helped uh, musicians. Uh, We represent a really exciting new NFT marketplace called Snow Crash Markets. And uh, Snowcrash a couple of weeks ago announced uh, its launch in partnership with Sony Music and Universal Music to monetize their libraries. Uh, The founder group included Walter Debrower and uh, Jesse Dillon and Jeff Rosen. Uh, Walter is a um, well-known Silicon Valley entrepreneur, Jesse Dillon has a, a studio in Hollywood, and Jeff Rosen has represented uh, artists uh, for years. And so together, they they are building this uh, marketplace called Snow Crash in partnership with Sony and Universal to, to help monetize um, musical properties for musicians.
1: Now, in creating a NFT marketplace, certainly I think people initially think in terms of you know, the, the technological aspect, you know, dealing with the blockchain, setting up transactions and and so on and so forth. But it sounds like there are a myriad of legal considerations that come into mind. You know, certainly IP and creators' rights come to mind, but in terms of, you know, the entity that is participating and creating the NFT marketplace, maybe just to name a couple. So it can be a bit of a rabbit hole, I'm sure. But, you know, let's start with what are some of the key legal considerations that anyone seeking to establish an NFT marketplace really needs to keep in mind from the get-go?
0: Right. So uh, it's a great question, Leonard, and who are the players in the ecosystem that we're talking about? So first you have the content creator, the musician, the artist, the sports franchise, the uh, artist who drew the cat and the cat meme. Uh, these are people that are not technologists necessarily, but they're artists and or, or content creators, and they are the ones who are looking to come to the market and, and monetize their, their asset. You have, um, Next, you'll you'll have technologists who can create a smart contract and who can take that content and put it put it onto a certificate of authenticity, which is which is a blockchain minted uh, asset. Uh, then you have the marketplace itself is where is this asset bought and sold? Then you have um, who is it that processes the payments, uh, so the payment process or the money transmitter. you you then have um the the wallet provider where where does this asset live um where where do you hold it where do you custody it um you have exchanges uh for the for the uh payment uh form of payment and and where that lives so those are the people in the ecosystem if you're going to be launching an nft marketplace you're really bringing all of these pieces together in a new company uh it's probably a a delaware c corporation that is um securing the at the the rights to uh to mint the 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 coin and then who is going to take the the proceeds from the sale of nfts and and revert them to the intellectual property owners and then the, the owners of the marketplace and, and then distribute payments accordingly now if you want to distribute payments leonard you need to be what's called a money transmitter in the united states and that might require a federal registration as well as registration in any state or municipality that requires registration and yes that's all 50 states it's the city of new york and lots of other uh, municipalities um, that process can take anywhere from six months to a year and it, it can involve a pretty heavy um, legal work stream and so many nft marketplaces decide that they're not up for that and they would rather contract with a money transmitter that already has their license. And so uh, that that person would then be taking a cut uh, of the proceeds of a primary sale and a secondary sale. So you, you've got to have a, a an agreement with whoever that mon- money transmitter is. You, you then, if you're going to be in, the, in a, the NFT marketplace, you have to decide what is the form of payment. Is it going to be fiat currency dollars uh, or is it going to be uh, some form of Digital currency, Bitcoin, Ether, Solana, uh, what have you, and um, there you'll you'll have to partner with um, where whoever is the exchange uh, that lists those those um, forms of payment. So is it is it Coinbase? Is it FTX? Is it is it Finance? Um, uh, and then and then there is you know where do you actually go on the internet to to mint that coin? Is it going to be OpenSea? Uh, which is a, is a leading um, NFT uh, marketplace, um, so that that gives you a, a sense of who the players are, Leonard, um, in informing um, your your uh, your entity and getting it off the ground.
1: Of all those factors that you just mentioned, Louis, are there any that are particularly paramount and are critical you have to get right from the beginning, or, or conversely, are there any of those factors that you mentioned that you see most frequently neglected? when people are setting up an NFT marketplace?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. What I see um, neglected uh, often in the Web3 universe is compliance with um, financial regulations like FinCEN's rules on registering as a money transmitter. Uh, But that's really way down the line when you've already uh, secured the rights to the intellectual property. So I think the first thing you need to do is form your entity um with your your the various members of the team that are going to come and join a new company and and form that entity it's if you're going to be raising third-party capital it's probably a delaware c corporation Um, if you're going to be um minting your own uh token a fungible uh asset to be the money for your nft marketplace you you might do that offshore uh, for various reasons we can get into but but i think the first challenge after the company formation which i've already gone over is securing the rights to the intellectual property, and so um, when you think about a piece of art, Leonard, or a piece of unique content, uh, whether it's music, it's a digital painting, or it, it's a reproduction of some video, think about um, you know if, if you're reproducing a, a clip of of NBA basketball, you know a famous uh, basketball player doing a slam dunk and wanting to uh, mint an NFT. Uh, of that of that moment in time you know you've got to think of there's the national basketball association there are the television rights that were sold by the nba there's the the team and so each of those players has the right uh to some revenue stream and there's some contract that exists that define what this what those rights are and whether or not somebody in that chain has the right to further monetize the video by minting it as an nft leonard and, and so, um, really understanding what those who who the stakeholders are, and, and making sure that you've complied with all of their various rights, is is the first thing.
1: Now, you mentioned regulatory, and certainly in terms of the, the financial regulatory aspects, since it is transactional. But are there uh, particular regulatory considerations? And at the same time, you know, is this somewhat analogous to, you know, crypto? And I understand, yeah, crypto is a currency. It's a financial instrument. So that, that's, you know, in that sense, completely different. But, but the reason I raise crypto is, is it similar to the extent that we're likely to see a some sort of regulatory framework emerging around NFTs or for that matter around blockchain, which certainly could impact, um, you know, how NFTs develop?
0: Great, great question. And um, I think where you're going is. Uh, Is this a, a security? And there's been great debate over the last, I'd say, six years since we saw the first craze of initial coin offerings in 2016, 2017 of businesses that were selling instruments that for cash with which they took the cash and they built a network. And that um, failed uh, a Supreme Court test as to whether an instrument was a security insofar as it became an investment contract where people are coming together to build an enterprise with which they will share profits. And so after the initial craze of an initial coin offerings of 2017-18, uh, there was a bit of a clampdown by the Securities and Exchange Commission in Washington, which is the regulator of the securities industry. Uh, that these were unregistered securities that were not being sold in compliance with uh, existing regulations. And so um, NFTs are are designed to be not securities by definition because they are not fungible assets. They are unique. And as long as uh, you consult with good counsel you and follow the rules of the road, uh, you should be able to build an NFT marketplace without registration with the SEC. So what are the kind of the hot buttons, Leonard, that that can get you in trouble when you're building an NFT marketplace? And that is if you take the proceeds from the NFT and you build out your network. Um, so that's that's one area where you can get into trouble. Another area where you can get into trouble is you could if you were to take an a single asset, let's say a, a building in New York City, um, and fractionalize the the ownership of that digital asset by by creating an NFT that represents not the whole building, but just an interest in the building. And that in and of itself is an investment contract rendering it a security, uh, which would require registration or some exemption. So non-fungible tokens, again, it, 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 as long as you haven't fractionalized it and you haven't taken the proceeds to go build uh, a network um, should be, An instrument that that need not be sold in compliance with the securities laws because it is not a security Um, that that really is, is the area that we're all um, watching, Leonard, to make sure that we understand uh, what that is.
1: But at the end of the day, when you stir all of this together that we've been discussing here, what really lies ahead, do you think, for NFTs and, and what should people be on the watch for?
0: There are a whole lot of industries that can really benefit from the development of NFTs, and and that can be disrupted. There can be amazing economies of scale created. And I'm just going to give you one example, um, and and that I'm going to talk about my client, Propy, uh, which is trying to uh, create an NFT marketplace for real estate. At Propy, they have already sold two pieces of property using an NFT, and, and the way we we did that is, and and imagine all of the the stakeholders in a real estate transaction for a piece of let's call it a house. You know, you've got a real estate agent for the buyer and for the seller, you've got uh, a title agent, you've got uh, mortgage uh, a broker, uh, you have the the uh, recording at the at the county, uh, and maybe at the state, and obviously the buyer and the seller. You've got a lot of players in that transaction, and and a lot of people that are taking a commission in uh in this process which takes um you know months and months and imagine if you could put that piece of property in an llc and you could create a smart contract uh, that gives uh, the holder of the smart contract control of the llc and then you could put that llc and and trade it on an exchange um, you've really just disrupted uh, the real estate industry and so that's um one of the the businesses uh and uh, and business models that my my friends at Propy are are looking to uh, disrupt, and and that's just one example of what's coming down the road, and one of the many use cases uh, for an NFT.
1: Disruption is a good word to describe that. NFTs, non-fungible tokens. I guarantee we'll all be hearing more about them in the months and years ahead. Louis Lowe, business and technology partner with Foley and Lardner LLP, thanks for a fascinating discussion today.
0: Leonard, I really appreciate your time. Thanks a lot.